Welcome back to Legal Counsel, coming at you live on a mild Sunday, Sydney, Portier morning, 25th of July, right down. We just got eight weeks. We got an eight-week suspension on Friday um, in terms of international travel. Got a a Danny Williams-style suspension. Um, We're looking at a long period of lockdown. The only thing that is... Probably on the potential hope scale is that they lock down certain uh, certain barriers, certain um, areas, etc. And, and you know, some parts of Sydney can get onto to living a close to normal existence. As always, coming to us live from former lockdown capital of Australia, one test Thunderino, two times controversially axed from the Hong Kong Rugby League board. Jack, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not too bad. So what are you saying? They're actually locking down hard out some little LGAs or arredosaments yeah. and letting other people get off with life. Well, that's what they're thinking of doing and that's what they should do. That's what they did around Christmas when they had the Northern Beaches lockdown and, and, and saying that it was a peninsula so it's easy to do. But why should... I hate, I hate but Victoria went through exactly the same thing and tried exactly the same thing and it didn't work. So I don't... Anyway, but... I, Northern Beaches is a different thing, right? There's mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. roads in it. Yes. Very you easy. Cut, you can cut it off. If you try and lock down Kempsey, far out. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah. we have hope. We, we have hope. So, looking at a long extended period. Also, what did you... Was there anything... Now, there's the there's the early... We, we all went through some part of a lockdown last year. So, there's your... You know, you're cooking more and you're spending more time at home with the family. You're getting to know your local parks and walks. And so, is there anything when you were like pushing through your 40, 50, 60th day? Was there anything that you found some like just quite confident that you were like, you know, because you, you look forward to it? It's obviously like when you're at prison, you, you adapt to your surroundings and your new mentality. You, you the, the small little comforts start becoming you know you look forward to them what what was what was your kind of routine near the end of your lockdown uh, I can't really remember I mean uh, I guess it's I guess it's a uh, schedule right mm. I guess it's just having a schedule going oh tomorrow on or today I'm going out for a run or on it's just schedule same tip. Um, kids I guess save you too and that they're actually quite cool to hang out with and get to know um, again I don't you know, talk too much about the cough too much but I just feel so sorry for the 20 year olds the oh. people that are high school yeah um, but that that's just imagine I don't know where I was when I was 26 or whatever or where you were at 26 but imagine having to live oh. like this you're 26. like the pub and going yeah. out and music and yeah like that was life yeah good point yeah we can we can win joy we want we've got a family it's it's a little bit easier to sort of you know lock yourself down a family time I, I've said it before it's like those poor little 24 year olds sitting in a share house trying to work at home um just with computer on their lap like not even like having a decent desk set up or like I know guys at like shit house with four or five people and you know three of them are in sales one's in HR and and they're all fucking shouting down the phone trying to take phone calls and you're just sitting there trying to legitimately get some work done and then you take away your your battleground of the weekend the pub like 
Fuck. Yeah. It's not it's not us, it's the young it's the young kids really, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and school. Yeah. You, don't, you don't you don't know how much oh, yeah, well you do, but my daughter just doesn't go to school anymore. Like she's missing out on all her interaction, like making friends and shit. Mm. Yeah. Lockdown league league lockdown. Another breach. Um Coruscant, who's breached COVID, he's breached his marriage. Um and I'm actually shocked of the severity of um, the suspension. Only getting two weeks for pretty much after that Jai Arrow incident, like enough was enough, I thought then. And the the just stupidity of the man, um only two weeks. Were you a little bit shocked? I, was, I thought it was. I thought he, legitimately he could be out for the season. Yeah, I thought it was a bit. Well, initially I thought it was a bit harsh because I thought who's PBL to be um, playing uh, law and adjudicator on marriage breaches? But yeah, I guess it's a. I guess it's a COVID breach, isn't it? And it puts the club, uh, the game into into risk. Um, so look. I do know the poor guy. So what actually, I haven't understood the full details. You probably don't know either. Was it one game during Origin? He did it twice, bringing a female into camp. Is that right? Who was not of his wife's persuasion? Yeah, he brought, brought um, a non-wife into into account, um, into the hotel, snuck her in. Like, it's just, it's appalling. It's just so dumb. Like, you get it, you know the rules. And... For someone like him, who's not a first, you know, in line origin player, you'd say if you're fitly, you're like, well, you, do you even give a shit, mate? Like, you don't pick him for New South Wales again, do you? Yeah, good point. What's and what's her punishment? Uh, I don't know. She leaked the story to the Daily Mail though, and got paid for it pretty quickly. Ah, uh, saw that text. So did she? Wow. Okay, so. Again, uppies have to learn the hard way about some of these, some people out there. Oh, he's and a scumbag, though, obviously, isn't he? Doing what he he's did. A scumbag? Yeah, he's. He, I mean, it's pretty tough on the on the wife, um, which he's apparently done more than once. Anyway, let's not talk about that. The biggest news this week. I was just more surprised about the suspension. I thought that two weeks was was a fucking joke. This week, uh, the incredible news, which. You know, we foresaw this a couple of weeks ago when Peter Villandis had a press conference about the World Cup and said, well, nothing's guaranteed yet. The minute he said nothing's guaranteed, I knew that the World Cup was Australia, at least, weren't going. And he had the balls to compare getting prepared for the pre-season. So clearly he got out there and, and sort of, you know, put a shot across the bow. And then... On Thursday, with four minutes' notice, the decision was made. I'm not sure who did it first, Australia or New Zealand. Do you know who did it first? Or is it just no, at the same but time? I mean, it would- yeah. Um, I just find it, there's, I mean, we're going to go deep into this. First things first, you know my thoughts on Volandis. I've been pretty vocal for a couple of years about his position in the game. The fact that they said the ARL commission was strange, straight off the bat, incredibly strange, and just, again, ego-driven megalomaniac stuff from Volandis. Why don't you say the kangaroos? 
or the Australian rugby league. But the commission just basically goes back to the fact that it's him making the call. Um, saying that they're not going to go for safety reasons. Now, I'll just... The last five weeks in, in the UK, six weeks in the UK, they've had the Euros, which is probably the second biggest world sporting event um, there is after the Football World Cup, other than the Olympics. You've had the British Open Golf. You've had the Wimbledon. That's just off the top of my head. Did they have had, cra- pardon? Did they have crowds at British Open? Uh, Not sure. Oh, I want to say yes. They did at Wimbledon, yeah. and and they had did fucking they? Wembley rocking. So, so this is middle of the year now. Valandis is going. He's still prepared to say sorry. Not only am I going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore the fact that it's in four months. So we've got fucking four months to prepare for that as well. On top of that, he said it on the eve of the Olympics when Australia have just sent 500 athletes to fucking Tokyo to mix with hundreds of thousands of other athletes. Um, It's quite possibly the most selfish, narrow-minded, insular decision. Not surprising at all from Rugby League. They never have embraced International Rugby League. Um, There's no incentive in the current setup for uh, because it's a separate competition, Um, not like State of Origin. But they don't understand the ability to grow the game. What fans really want, like if you talk to passionate State of Origin guys, even guys that laugh at the current State of International League, they will admit they want International League to be strong. Everyone wants International League to be strong. But yet again, you've got a guy. Now, Volandis could have turned me in a decision around... If he, if he had supported International Rugby League and um, you know, and, and put it on a pedestal, what it deserves, he could, he could have turned me, and I am his harshest critic. But what he has done and what you know the New Zealand Rugby League have done as well, following their suit or whoever went first, whatever is appalling. They didn't even consult the players. Now, there was something I read over the week or over late in the week. 75% or 70% of players said that they'd play. 80% of players said that, you know, they'd still quarantine and all that. You know, you're talking high numbers. Of course, there's going to be guys that, you know, choose probably just to rest at the end of the season or whatever. You don't want those guys there anyway. It's appalling what they've done on the precipice of Samoa and Tonga getting huge huge uh, momentum there was going to be a huge exodus of Australia and New Zealand for Samoan Nationals you've got your Luas your Crichtons your Tottles who are going to lead the charge and I even read an article with Cleary uh, Ivan Cleary on Friday saying because they're obviously still going going yeah I need to talk to Jerome Um, I need to persuade him that he shouldn't be going because of the risks like what the Landys took players out of quarantine moved states made him go into quarantine at the end of the year with State of Origin and played State of Origin in fucking November. But he's willing to say that this is too risky and the quarantine is too risky to mental health. It just reeks of self-interest. It's just... It's a dark day for Rugby League. And then what's even worse, they're proposing to have test matches this side. I don't know if I can support those test matches, Jack. I can't. I can't. Uh... It's, look, first I'll say is I was highly embarrassed when the, the news came out. I mean, to be honest, I expected it from the Australian Rugby League. But the New Zealand Rugby League is an mm. independent body, theoretically. Mm. And if anything, they should know the importance of International League. Mm. Like, they could, 
even if they had to send a C-string team, mm-hmm. it would so much better for the game, for the for the continuity of our game, for everything. So I'll start off by saying I'm highly embarrassed. And I don't know the connection between New Zealand pulling out. Like, what has PVL got? And get this, something's not right here. Because if the RLPA is saying that the players are keen to go, I don't understand why the NZRL would say no, unless they're hearing something else from their, their players. It really, it reeks of just individualism and such short-sightedness. Um, and, and what really rammed home to me last night was seeing a young Kiwi star like Morgan Harper just playing out of his skin. I think he got a hat-trick at the end. But, like, denying him the chance to play for his country uh, in such good form, like, it's just... And then, and then you touched on it, but the growth of our game, like, the real leagues understand what really is the issue with the NRL at the moment. Like, the NRL is a phenomenal uh, competition stuff, but one real issue is the depth of our players. Like, it, we have our stars and that, but we drop off and we've got so many fringe first graders. We need more people playing it. And I reckon a, lot, a big thing why there's more pobs in the game now, because I think there is, is because there's just not the depth of the game anymore. And that's because kids aren't getting their kids play league. And it's not just league, it's all the other sports. What does that relate to with the World Cup? Well, you need these uh, elite international competitions for the mums and dads to mm-hmm. see it, to see the camaraderie, the uh, sportsmanship. Passion. It'll let their kids play. And it's so important, especially in the UK, where at the end of the day, that is now going to be one of our our primary bases for pulling players from because people aren't playing league in Australia anymore. People. So, of course, we have that. There's going to be the Nolan Adrukus or the... Mark two keys or something that won't play because they'll be going to some other sport like gaming and we're just losing that and and this is just a small piece of the whole puzzle of development the future of our game and having that wide net of players so that our game is strong and one day we can expand because at the moment we don't have enough good players to expand past it and and, and I think the, 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 the amazing thing now is the cultural makeup of the NRL and, and, and where it is in terms of the mass influence of, of the Polynesian players. And this is one of, if not the only chance that they have to embrace their heritage, to connect with their culture. And you've got to remember that most of these young guys come to Australia at around 13, 14, 15. They lose their, you know, their heritage. They're living overseas. This is a chance for them to connect with... Um, fellow, you know, Kiwis or Samoans, Tongans. And I know for a fact when you're a young kid, one of the things that makes you want to play for one of those teams is when you see, like, you know, the Samoans doing the um, the war dance or the Civitao or the New Zealand haka. Like, that's what changes people to want to grow up and play for their country, to see that. And you're basically taking that away. Like, when was the last test match we saw? Yeah, 2019 in Wollongong. Um, no, at the end of the year. After that. Oh, no, sorry. Tonga, Australia was the last test I think we saw. Yes, you're right. It was Tonga, Australia. So, um, 
No, nah, look, totally agree. And there's been, and, and I think the Landis. I know, I know, he's got the. But rugby league is a is a system. It's not just NRL, and you need to do some things that may be a little bit harder for the good of the game. At the end of the day, it's the game that is paying these guys a million dollars a year. If they didn't have rugby league, they would not be getting that money. What's the, what's the difference between, and I know, I guess it's the pedestal of the Olympics, but, you know, the NBA's just finished, and then, you know, you've got the best and brightest stars in the game go off to the Olympics to, to play international basketball, which isn't massive, international basketball, by any stretch. Um, you still get people, it's not like they're stopping people going. It's it's disappointing. It's... it's Penny Mills and Joe Ingles, mm. Inglis, or Ingles, you said, uh, he, they won't be getting, well, they'll get, probably get some money from their sponsors or something, but I'm sure they don't get paid much to go no. to the Olympics. No. Just pride. They just want to, jeez, ah, the insulinness of our game yeah. really winds me up sometimes. It's like quite funny where I saw an article from, uh, the Queensland, uh, you know, Queensland are threatening to throw the NRL out, out because of all these breaches, mm. which means we're stuffed, really. Mm. And Steve Pascord replied on Twitter and said, I hope they throw them out straight away. Like, he's just livid at yeah. the Arrowbot and shorts. It's like, what about a Jamaican that has worked really hard to get the Jamaican team and then qualify for the World Cup? Mm hmm. And they see this happen, but but you know the well, arrogance of the arrogance of Valandes, and this is where I think they would have had that conversation with New Zealand. They go, "Don't worry, we'll pull out, and they'll postpone it a year." They, that, that is one hundred percent what they're thinking. You can't just postpone a fucking World Cup. Well, you no, can, no, no, and, and no, people have, <laughs> but but, uh, but, the, but the yeah, and they need to understand that, as I understand that the UK government has like thrown seventy million pounds of funding to this tournament and they're basically saying it has to go ahead this year or the or the flight like, this could make well, not that they have much money anyway but international rugby league bust mm. it's just a it's a really it's a disappointing thing and i'm highly embarrassed for all our listeners out there from those developing nations which the world cup is your pinnacle like it is for mine for me but we have to deal with day-to-day uh knuckle-dragging mouth breathers from the central coast that think rugby league revolves around... Mouth up, breathers, fucking brilliant. <laughs> a hundred kilometre radius from bloody Phillip Street. Mouth breathers. Fuck, I've got a picture there of a real, just a... Uh, just an idiot. Just without... <laughs> mouth breathers. Oh, that would do me. Um, do you know what is the... If that goes ahead, right... Do you know who the biggest losers are going to be? New Zealand. Because I'll tell you what will happen. Every single Kiwi-eligible player will be able to tap into some other heritage and go play for Cook Islands, go play for Samoa, go play for Tonga, go play for Fiji, go play for England. And you'll basically, you'll lose half of them. They'll go, fuck you. And I was just thinking, New Zealand media should be giving it to Greg Peters at the NZRL. Mm. But then I just thought, oh, no, 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 it's a COVID thing. Uh, they won't touch that. They'll say it's a health and safety risk. Fuck, man. Like, mm. the rah-rahs are travelling. The bloody cricketers are travelling. 
know. I mean, it just doesn't weigh up for me. Um, so the New Zealand media needs to start getting into Greg Peters and then ZRL. Do you think, though, that Volandis is, like, looking at it like, fuck, we just had State of Origin in Queensland and we had two idiots sneaking birds in. Like, how many birds are going to get s- snuck in in a World Cup? How many COVID breaches? Because the, the, the very real situation in the UK is that, you know, there's probably a 50% chance someone's got COVID if you're sneaking them in. And that goes through the whole comp. Boom. Done. Like, you can't trust leagues. Is that more of it? Is it more that you just can't trust rugby leagues? Get them vaccinated. But that's another question. But, yeah. oh, look, COVID's going to go through the comp at some stage. Yeah. So, see the NFL now are making it mandatory that you, um, for players, that you vaccinate. And you've got, yeah. you've, you've got, like, I think I read yesterday, two coaches have just forfeited their job because they're not prepared to get vaccinated. That's how strongly they feel about it. You're kidding. No. The, uh, uh, one from the Patriots and one from the Vikings. A million dollar paychecks, they'd just be... Yep. No. I'm, wow. I'd, I'd rather not you not tell me what to do. Stunning fucking the human human psyche. Um, we had a... But, but in a way, Rehurry, I do have a little bit of a respect for that. Yeah, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, find out why. Someone give me a good reason why, and then I'll go, I respect you. But I just haven't heard a good anti-vax reason why. So so that's why. Say, I'm not saying the anti-vax thing, like, because I'm... It's the actual uh, belief in standing up for what you believe in, whether it it be right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm I'm kind of with you. I'd... I'd, I'd, Anyway, um, so we... I, I, I don't have enough time to read up on vaccination. Well, yeah. I probably do, but it doesn't interest me. Yeah. Um, but well, I'll get it because I'll, I'll just, I'm just going with the. I want to move on the crowd, you know? Yeah, let's yeah, enough talk. Enough talk. We're pissed off. We're devastated. We hope there's going to be a U-turn. It's rugby league. There'll be a U-turn, and and they'll send their players. I hope it. I hope it goes. I hope it goes on without Australia, New Zealand, to be honest. And they have a have a lot of fun, and it's played in rugby league reggae style. And we sit back and watch it and go. And look, if Samoa or England or bloody Scotland end up winning the World Cup because of it, like, and they should be able to say "suck shit" to Australia, New Zealand. We're yeah, world champions, and they'll go, "Oh, fuck, you didn't turn up." They should. Weak. They should. Just like Australia. Africa, not turning up to South Africa and then whinging about not making the test championships. No, but then going and playing, being prepared to play the IPL, those same players. I know, it's fucking winding up some of the... Anyway, right, so we actually did a four-man call. We have a uh, one of the many WhatsApp forums. We did a full WhatsApp call during Warriors game yesterday. Quite sort of just, it's almost like being at the pub, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just hard to get your... But it's not the same, because you speak over people, and people's video goes out of sync of that. I mean, we had technical difficulties, but it was... We probably should have gone for a Zoom. We went for a WhatsApp, but um, real sort of festival watching the Warriors. That's the biggest vlogging I've seen the Warriors get ever. Ever. 60 really? 22. I don't think we've ever had that many points scored against us. Yeah, but we've lost like 50 nil though. Yeah, I know, but that there was... We yeah, true. Only, so you're saying I only lost by 38 respect. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> I mean, it's George Fields, right? Um, God. Training run stuff. I don't even want to talk about it. I can't. I can't talk about it. We're going to move on. Look, from my perspective, Ree, Harry, mm-hmm. I, and I don't, but I, I could see this coming in. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm sort of ask, asking now is when do we as a fan base mm-hmm. start questioning Nathan Brown? Or can we not question him because yeah. he's not based about smart? I think, if, yeah, as I said on the show the other week, we just need to get back to Mount Smart and get yeah. rid of all these excuses and see yeah. where we are. Hey, 100%. 100%. I had a guy who was an ex, a, a, drag, a big Dragons fan, said to me during the week, go, well, surely, you know, Nathan Brown's not good. I go, he may well be not good. But I just don't think you can judge him on another year living overseas. The injury toll that we've had, which is appalling. And the players have had four to five games to win. Like, as bad as we are, we should be, you know, at the very fucking least, like nine and seven. Like, that's where we should be at because there's so many games that were there to be you won in the unlosable games. So I don't blame Brown. Is he good? I'm not sure. I can't judge him yet. Um, it's just it's just one of those years. It's been two years like that. So um, I do touch rehab the injury thing, and we've got a bit of a difference of opinion here that you believe. I'm not sure. You, I want you to convince me. Even just pure luck, and and as a Warriors fan, you always love to go. Oh, but the injuries we've been every year we've been perplexed by injuries and referees' calls. But injuries for one, I I believe that injuries aren't. Well, that, there is some luck, no doubt about it. But primarily, it's also the team's. Defensive pattern, just like Flanagan said. When Flanagan said this, the but explain that to me. I was like, explain that to the listeners. I don't fucking understand what you're saying. Okay, so when you've got a good team environment, well coached, etc., right? Your defensive line all has faith in each other. You've all got a a relatively uh, similar level of fitness. There's no gaps in your line. You trust your outside man, your inside man. You don't have to get your body, especially with these HIAs, in a in a poor technique tackle. What happens when you get poor technique tackle is when there's like a, uh, what do you call it, like a second uh, phase play and the line's broken and you've got to throw your body into a tackle and your head's in a different position. It's and scrambling. So when you when you're fatigued, your body you're not yeah you, yeah you, you, you lose your technique, right? So I, I honestly think stuff like when you're on attack, maybe when you do like a ACL or you do an ankle when you're in a tackle, it's going the wrong way. That's probably the luck ones, but it's the defensive ones. I think are primarily more about... I'm a a data. He made a big call, and I understand the way that you've explained it. That makes sense. But you've got to go and individually look at each one of those injuries from the Warriors and work out, was it head position? Was it someone lifting an elbow? Was it this? Well, it's too much fucking, you know, intricacies with how it happens. Yes, I understand in principle, the shitter you are, probably the worst luck injury you're going to have. I think in principle that makes sense, but working through the Warriors injuries is different. If you and I get a bunch of our nearly 40-year-old mates together to play the kangaroos, like, mm. 
Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. But, but you know, are our injuries, like an ACL from Tohu Harris, I probably want to do a little bit of work around how that happened because there are freak, there are injury-prone people or there are freak injuries. And you well, just- that's actually a good point. Okay, the Tohu Harris one's a good point you bring up here and worth discussion. So, as I said before, that was he was on a tech. So, maybe you do put that down tonight. But then you also think about Tohu's history. Hmm. Now, before Gus, or just when Gus came into the Panthers in early 2000s, maybe 2012, <coughs> but I can remember Penrith. Yeah. They had shitting injuries. And only until this and year, I think, is the first year we used to joke about who the fuck are the trainers at Penrith. Yeah, terrible. So, you're med- so we've discussed this on the show before. How much do the medical staff have to take responsibility for injuries and the injury oh, I think, roster I think you have. a lot. I think a lot because there is a, I think it's the Pelicans in the NBA. They are owned by the same family that owns the New Orleans Saints. So they own the football team and the basketball team. And they were trying to cut costs and they were having the one medical department and it was the Saints medical department. So they were having football medical people look after basketball players. And apparently it was just a fucking nightmare. And the injuries that they had over two to three years was just staggering. And that was a big reason why Anthony Davis ended up fucking off because they just couldn't get continuity, get momentum because their players were always injured. So I do think medical staff has, has a big, big part to play. And here's another one, Rehurry, that does fit into your probably your injury list. Mm. Recruitment. Like, can you recruit based on, uh, I mean, obviously you don't know if somebody's going to start getting injuries late in their career, but yeah, if you do the science, you might go, oh, body type X, Tommy Turbo. Mm. Uh, at that age, 28, 29, their heavy start to really fall apart. Mm. George Rose, did it a big motor, did it like you can start do the muddy <laughs> yeah. ball uh, type recruitment. Who is it? De- definitely, definitely. Good, good segue for, for to, we can actually talk about some actual rugby league, which I don't think we have yet. Last night, and I get it, they're playing the Tigers, but that manly machine, they, they have just, for me, I don't know what it is. Is it, They've just ticked another box for me, or they, from what I was seeing with my eyes, the speed, they are back at full strength. I don't know how the fuck they are only still in sixth place, but they've won four of their last five. They are two points behind the Roosters, and they are four points behind the Eels. Now, I think you've got to almost say Storm Panthers and now the Rabbitohs, which We'll get to the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs have only lost three games. That shows you the weakness of our competition, doesn't it? Right there and there. Yes. Staggering. They've won five straight, the Bunnies. Good on them. Um, now, can the Eagles get up to fourth spot? Can they overtake? Can they? I'm sure they'll get to play the Eels, hopefully, or the Roosters at least, so they can kind of, you know, make up a... Um, Make up a couple of points there, but that manly side now for me, I, I I'm putting them. As, go. They need a twelve point try game, like where you play someone yes. ahead of you, where you take them and you get to yourself. Yeah, I think manly. <clears throat> I think manly can win the comp. Well, to be honest, Re Harry, what actually surprised me yesterday when I turned it on 
and it sort of crept up on me. I was like, shit, they're actually back to, as you say, full strength. I was like, fuck, I didn't even... They've great, and it's a great time of the year to be back at full strength. Like, Josh Schuster's back. Oh, how Four good is he? Huh? How good is he? How good? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, and as I said, we've, I think we've discussed this. Like, manly, we had some real issues, probably round eight or something. But I think both LC hosts believe that they are the, is it the dark horse? Yeah, they're the dark horse of the comp. No doubt about no, it. They're no longer they're the dark horse. horse. That's my point. That's my whole argument today is they are no longer the dark horse. They're the grey horse. Yeah, okay. Yep, definitely. Yep. You know when you, I mean, see, you, you see a a race, a beautiful race on Royal Ramble or something, and you've got the grey horse streaky. There's nothing quite like a grey horse, is there? There's just bolts out of the blue. Um, I used to... We used to play cricket back in crime scene and Dale Ethelon, good, good mate, he would always, no matter what, would go down in between um, innings and go have a little bit of a punt and a beer at the pub and he would always punt on grey horses and it was just his one rule, always bet on grey. There's something about them when they're bolting through the pack and, and manly aren't the dark horse anymore. I don't think, there's no dark horses in this comp because this comp is so fucking obvious now. Yeah, so before we move on to the Rabbitohs, I guess I still... Who they have at W half yesterday? Was it Lachlan Croker? Yes. I mean, that's their weakness, isn't it? He's He'll do a job. I mean, you've got... You, you look at the 13 of every team, and there's a guy like that. You just can't avoid it. It's like what you said before around depth. You can't have 17 awesome players. There's like a Charlie Staines who's going to play in the Panthers. Or mm. in the Rabbitohs, there's... Jacob Host or fucking, you know, Mark Nichols. There's guys in every team that you're like, what the fuck? Um, and the Storm, do we have that? <coughs> Not at full strength, I don't think. Maybe Eisenhuth, but, you know, he's doing a job. So, yeah. Um, Manly, yeah. Nah, that they're in the same breadth. Uh, breath. It's a six-team comp, and, and it's a five-team comp. The Roosters... God bless them. God bless the Roosters for still being in fifth spot at 12 and 6. An incredible shout out to Trent Robinson. But they are not going to, they're not going to contend for the title. And, and I know Eels fans are people that hate the Eels will say that Eels don't have a chance. I still think Eels at full strength, you know, they could beat a Rabbitohs. They could still beat a Manly. They could beat a Penrith on their absolute so, day of days. So I've just done a bit of analysis on a, Manly's run home. Oh, good. Tell me. Give it to me. Round it to me. they've got the Sharks. Yep. Round 21, they've got the Storm at Suncorp, Saturday oh. night, 7.30. Oh. Wow. That's a real test. But yeah, then's the 12-point uh, <coughs> game. 12-point mm. try game, round 22 against the Eels. Saturday, 7.30. Oh. And then they play the Rabbitohs. Let's just have a look here. Then they got the Raiders. That'll be good. Uh, then they got the Dogs. That'll be two points. And then the last round, they have... Oh, what have they got last round? Then they got the Cowboys. So there's at least one 12-point try game there for them. Yeah, nice. Um, one thing we should probably touch on is... Okay, just just quickly with the Rabbitohs, they look pretty like they're on a training run yesterday. They've lost three games. Are they 
you know, are they getting the respect that they deserve? Probably not. They are. They are the dark horse. But they, I think they are the dark horse. No, I just dark I horses say, don't have to win, but they are. They are a smoky because no one's talking about them. Are you talking about Souths? I am, and they're in third place and lost three games, and no one's giving them any respect, including myself. Because they're going to make a, a minor, what do they call it, a prelim final and, and get knocked out. I know, but Wayne, last year, Reynolds, Cody, Trell, Ngangai, Tane Milne's playing good footy now. You've got the backs there. You know, you're going to need Murray to step up a little bit. Uh, the forwards aren't great, are they? Colin Wataggy's going great. Yeah. I'd like to see... Yeah, Tommy Burgess going, well, fuck, they're a smoky. And it's stupid to say. It makes, it makes me an idiot for saying it. But as a third-place team that lost three games, I feel like no one's talking about them. Um, there's a lot more yeah. conversations about the teams below them. So what is the horse that is going quite well and everyone thinks going to win or be there in the match, but is starting to fall away? Because I feel that's almost Panthers at the moment. Yeah, it's easy to say, mate. They've lost two fucking games, okay? And they don't have Nathan Cleary or Uppy Carousel. Let's be real. Yeah, quite. But when's Cleary back, do we know? Uh, I think it's still a couple of weeks away. They've still been able to win games. Winning ugly and winning yeah. not looking good. Like, yeah, that that's spluttering a little bit. But bring back Cleary. Are you talking about probably one of the top four or five players of the game? And no, still only lost two no. games? Um, and then Storm, you've got no concerns about Storm sort of, oh, sorry to slip up, but no. the Cowboys take them a bit further on Friday night? No, no concerns. No concerns. I was no. very shocked to see that um, how bad they were, though. I guess the concern is they were a little bit flustered, but then they won, right? So they got flustered, they won. So that's something for Bellamy to work on, right? They just don't, they don't, they don't need to win every game by forty points, and that might be something like it. Having some tight games like that, like the Manly game, is going to be good for them going into the finals. Really interesting battles for that bottom of the eight. So we've got the Raiders that have snuck in, good on them. They've they've had three on the bounce. Um, Sharks are playing dogs today so the Sharks get the chance to jump onto 18 points jump into to 7th the Titans get the chance to stay within distance and fuck the Dragons over and the Dragons get the chance today to go to 20 points 9 and 9 who would believe that if they beat the Titans wow. unbelievable so I'm <clears throat> come on Titans you've got to win this one yeah we, we we want to see some Titans, some some reggae football from the Titans. Everything's going their way. There's a Queensland bubble. Like, surely there's got to be a Queensland team coming here. Surely. Yeah, got to um, be. Right. Two games today. 150. Now, we have a competition in our fantasy comp that every game that you have to, you have to punt. I've got the Dragons-Titans game. You've got the Bulldog-Sharks. Is that right? Now, I'm going to be doing some sort of Titans bet today. I believe it's the Titans, and I think they win well. And some, Who's this Toby, what's his name? This young halfback who's very highly rated. Sexton? Yeah. Talk me through him. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, Burley Bears Jr. 
and he, he, is he the guy that's got quite a big um so he's coming for what's his name um who's that guy Fogarty <clears throat> was that a straight yes. like injury or is he dropped uh injury is it hang on is Fogarty not playing nah it's, it's Ash Taylor and Toby Sexton what yeah so it's injury because he got something over to his arm Fucking interesting Dragons team. They've got young Jaden Sullivan. They've got Matthew Fagai. There's a bit going yeah, on because there. Still, they've still got to do all that stuff from the barbecue, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. Oh, I'm going Titans. Are you? Yeah, I'm going Titans. Bulldog Sharks. I'm going Sharks to bounce back well. Um, quite well. So am I, and I think like LIR Magic will just be Sharks head-to-head. Yeah, I'm going Titans head-to-head, probably in some sort of same-game multi. So I've got Titans $1.55, but I want to boost it. I'm not content with a $1.55, Jack, so I'm going to look for some sort of points, throw it in a same-game multi, and then give you a little bit of a balance to um, to get your Sharks head-to-head to $1.30. In a way, Gold, Coast minus, Gold Coast minus 4.5 is $1.91. I'll take that. Yep, yeah, nice. So we're aligned, which is fucking dangerous. You know what happens when we're aligned on the punt. Actually, no, when we're aligned, it's pretty. It's, it's a good sign, isn't it, from memory? Yeah, I don't know. My memory doesn't go that far. Hey, do you think we've ever aligned on a Warriors game this season that, that we both think the Warriors will win? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I wouldn't be playing this code. Have we played the Broncos no, this year? we haven't played the Broncos. We haven't played the Bulldogs. Gee, that's hard. So, what do we... Our grand, final is this, our grand final is this Friday, Jack, and the pub game. That is Tigers base. Yeah. Yeah. Can we mathematically still make the eight? Ah, get out. Probably. Yeah, we can mathematically. Yes, of course yep. we can. I mean... Jeez, I just want to... I just need to finish higher than the fucking Tigers. Yeah, same. It's our grand final. This is our grand final. Yeah. All right. Beautiful day out there for league. Some some good some good leagues. Some good league this afternoon. I'm actually looking forward to both those games. I'm going to really enjoy them. And Olympics. I haven't watched a minute of it yet. What really? So, to be honest, it's too much. Oh, you're going to download the 7 Plus app and like there's about... 45 channels of different sports. But, but I can just watch it by, like, on a smart TV, putting Channel 7 on, right? Yeah, you should be able to, yep. Right, nice. Okay. Yeah, but well, the problem is there's too many sports. Like, when we were a kid, like, I just remember, I don't know, whether you're watching Atlanta or something, you said to get, like, television one. One TV, And it would yep. just basically get cylinders. But now you can go, like... I was watching a 12-year-old Syrian play table tennis. I was watching Beautiful. fencing between like, random Soviet states, you know. Brilliant. Yeah, I've got to get the Olympics on. got to get the kids into it. All right. Good, good session. Got to love your league. Got to love your league.